Welcome to your Life and Restaurant Podcast, the podcast of restaurant owners, by restaurant owners, for restaurant owners, where together we discover a better life, balance, and profits. Here is your host, Jose Pepe Lamas. Hello, welcome my restaurant heroes. Welcome to another episode of your Life in Restaurant. The podcast dedicated to you that put on the cape every single day and go to work in a very hard industry. Very, very hard industry. But you still go out there to serve your customers, to help your employees, and to succeed. And we have a great podcast for you today. And it's all about catering. Catering is such an important aspect of the hospitality industry that sometimes it gets overlooked. And I'm here to give you a lot of tips that have made my catering very successful. We increase our catering by a lot. To be honest, before we would do a catering order once every two months or something like that. And now... Even just this Saturday, we did three in a day. So these are tips that I have um, incorporated and uh, orchestrated to be in our part of our catering best practices. And I want to share them with you. And I know they will also make an impact in your catering operation if you're trying to expand that area of your business. And that's key. You have to remember... Catering is not for all businesses. That's something you have to decide first if that's an an aspect of your business, another income stream of your business you want to explore and you want to grow. And if it is, so you already do some catering and you just want to increase it, get more orders, make more money, then this is the podcast for you. And you better write, get a pencil and paper because you're going to get some great tips today. The first thing I did, you have to create a special catering menu. That's the first thing I did. I created a special catering menu. Because if you don't have one, it makes you yourself, it makes you look less professional. And this is a common theme you're going to get to today's podcast. The professionality of you coming across as a professional caterer. It's very important. And it starts with the menu, that you have a menu. If people ask you to have catering, it's better to pop up a well-thought-of catering menu than just your regular menu have them pick things off there. Right there, you're already saying the wrong vibe, like uh, maybe these guys don't know what they're doing. And that's one of the things the customer has to feel, that you've done this before, that you do this frequently, and you will deliver on time, you will have their food on time, and it will be great food. Because when you're looking for a caterer, that's what you're looking for. You're going to look for reliable food, they're going to be on time, and the food's going to be good. You have to trust them. And that's why you have to act professional when you're offering this catering service. And it starts with a special catering menu that outlines what can be catered, what cannot, What's common, what's not, what people ask for. 
and put it all down. Put it all down. It doesn't even have to be super fancy, but it has to be separate than your other one. And in order to do this, make sure you're, you have to properly do your food costs. If you're selling for us, for example, we have a 30 taco deal. It's our taco trace. I have to know how much each taco costs me in order so I could price the catering menu appropriately. And uh, we tend, personally, we give uh, better deals in bundle and you make more money in bundle. So if you order 30 tacos, 60 tacos, I'm not going to charge you the same as if you're ordering a la carte right there in the menu. But you have to make sure if you're going to give this deal, make sure you're making money. Make sure you know the actual food cost of making those catering entrees are. And you'll, you'll notice a theme. We have a very expensive menu. Very expensive, many items. But there are honestly four, five, six things that are the ones that are catered that people ask for. And those are the ones you have to get the food cost. And those are the ones you have to get really, really good at making them. And that all starts with the menu. So make sure you have your menu. And make sure you do your food cost so, you make, so you're making some money. Another tip I would give is to have a person in charge. Have somebody that's in charge of the catering. It could be a one-person catering department. And that's... What I am right now, to be honest, I'm the person in charge of the catering. I'm the person that's been in charge of growing it. And I'm the point of contact. Because before, we didn't have that. It would just be basically the server who picked up the phone. So today, they know if I'm not there, leave a number, I'll call you back. They know to ask for me. I put on the menu to ask for my me. I put on the website to ask for me. For when they want catering increase. And the employees know that if I'm there, I will be taking care of that. Why? Because who better than you to know how to better serve that customer? How do you are going to, what are the needs? And you become better at it. You could uh, learn to be better at selling, at selling catering uh, packages. And I mean, it doesn't have to be you. I personally do it myself. But I know eventually if you want to grow, I will have to teach somebody else. So if you want somebody else to take care of it, just make sure you're teaching them how to sell, how to be polite, how to be professional again. Here we go, the same word. And make sure they're class A on customer service. Of course, since the first point of contact, it helps to come up across friendly, with a smile, get their name, get their info for their event. And, and write things down. This first thing I get to when somebody asks for me to help them out with catering, I get a piece of paper and I, I listen. I listen. I ask, what would you like to do? What's, your, what's in your mind? What's your idea? You listen, listen to their name, listen to what type of event, listen to the date. And you write all these things down because they, they expect you to know that. And if they say for next Saturday, make sure you have a calendar nearby so you know next Saturday it's April 9, for example. And you seem as more professional. And this is things that if you're small like us, it's only going to be one person, maybe two. 
but it has to be consistent. That the message has to be consistent. The service has to be consistent. And if you're doing it how we were doing it before, with uh, just whoever picks up the phone, it's not gonna be the same. So, for example, somebody had a great service once, a great experience, and then you know who maybe you have some certain servers that might not be the same as others. So the service will will have a will not be the same. So that's why I would like to have one person in charge or two people. Make a catering department. It's another tip. Also, right now I would like to mention, when you're getting um, their information, make sure you're, you get their name, you get their phone number, you get the date. If it's going to be delivered or if you're just going to do uh, pickup only catering, that's also fine. Uh, we're expanding our deliveries, and and especially with taco bars. Taco bars, we're expanding our taco bars deliveries, and we're going out there and setting them up. Of course, have your fee. There needs to be a fee for that, and have all that ready. So get get everything down, and make sure you have a card on file. I mean, right now, I even gone to restaurants that ask for a card on file for a reservation. Make sure you have a card on file, and that's just uh, to protect you. And make sure it's not only are they a serious customers that they're taking you seriously as well, but also to protect you, make sure you're not going to be left hanging with all the food. And it has happened. It has happened. It happened to us before. That's why we implemented that change that we need a card on file. We we don't charge till that day, the day of, just in case they cancel or they want to make changes. But we do need a card on file for you to make a catering order or else... Um, we won't do it because we're not going to be left hanging with 60 tacos. And it's also very important um, when you make this, have this card on file to know, give them the total, know what they're getting. I always like to repeat at the end the whole thing they will be getting so there's no misunderstandings or if there's any questions. And I give them the, the total. That way they know. It's also very important to print out a receipt. This is also something I started doing. Before, I wouldn't really... I would print out the receipt and just kind of give it to them in their hand. And then... So now what I do, I print out a receipt. One that I put on the catering order on it on the, on the box or in, on the tray. And then I print another one that I give to them. And then, of course, one for, uh, for ours. And this is helpful because sometimes... As you get there, you want to know how much they charge you. Or sometimes we, we have people call us, hey, I made a catering order. I'm going to get uh, refunded by my company. I need the I need the receipt and all that. So now you're giving them two receipts in essence. So the odds of for them keeping those receipts are, are greater. And it also, again, seems more professional when you have a receipt laid out of what the charges were made. Another tip I would like that we we learned along the way is to schedule your caterings to not to not schedule them basically during your rush hours. Try to avoid peak periods. Don't schedule an event at 7 p.m. on a Friday night or at 12 o'clock, 12:30 during lunch rush hour. You need to stay away from these periods cuz they're they're going to cause uh, you know, cons- uh, resistance in your kitchen. It's gonna cause a little, little mayhem. And obviously, this is up to your personal business and how you know what those 
dead periods are. You know what those peak periods are. So every different will be a little bit different. But we just say, I'm sorry, we can't do them at that time. And that's because sometimes you can't take off more than you can chew, as they say. So if you have a catering order during middle of lunch, then food's going to be slower, not only for the people that are getting the catering order, but also for your customers that are eating right there at the restaurant. So you will be losing on both sides. You will be having both of the customers dissatisfied, the people that are eating there and the people that order the catering for you. So it's best to avoid those hours do them before the rush hour or after the rush hour. And that's something we, we do and it's worked uh, great for us. Another thing I would like to tell you is to prep the most you can. Once you get this catering order, and the more you do, the better you get at them. That's what worked with us. And the more you learn to see how much you can prep before without jeopardizing the quality of the food. And that's very important. Try to see how much you can prep way before you even start making it or even the night before. What can you prep for that party? And that's something. And if you talk to any caterer, this uh, they will tell you the same thing I'm just telling you right now. Prep, 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 prep. And this is something I kind of learned along the way. But the more I talk to other people that do catering, people or even have some employees that work in, uh, in the weekends, they work on catering companies. And they told me they, they prep, 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 prep. And that's what I do. I try to think what's the most prepping I can do for my catering party without jeopardizing the quality of the food. And if you get good at that, it's going to help to do parties so much easier. Because I remember before, as I told you earlier today in the podcast, we didn't have that many catering orders. And I remember, I mean, we could get an order for 30 tacos and and we would all freak. <laughs> and now we can do 180 tacos and we don't even blink. And that's part of it because of uh, experience, the law of it, the law of experience. And, and also because we do a lot of prep. So, for example, what I like to do, even what I like to do when we're going to deliver a taco bar, I actually draw the taco bar. I put it down on paper and, I'm, and I see how I'm going to lay everything out. So they order this, they order that, they order this. That's how I'm going to lay it out when I put it out there with the, with the portable chafing dishes or the water or whatever you're setting up, the sternos. And I actually, and this has helped me. So when I get there, I label everything. So then I just get there, I take out my drawing, and I know exactly where everything's going to go instead of just getting there and just kind of freaking out. This all comes with experience, but I'm trying to tell you that if you listen to this podcast, then I already did the experience for you and put this into practice and, and you will get better. Another also very important is to package professionally. Package professionally your food. Make sure they're getting everything packaged nice and clean and it looks presentable just like you do there, right? You, you 
do your dishes very presentable, very easy to the eyes. Same thing your catering has to look well, has to look appetizing, and has to look good. And go online, go online, do some research on um, on packaging, what works for your food, how does it look, and also do some uh, online Google searches on, on pictures of, um, of what other people are doing to cater with the type of food you're going to do it, and you get tons of ideas, what works, what you don't like, and you're like, oh, maybe I should buy this, maybe I should buy that, oh, maybe I should package like this, maybe I should package like that. And this is all very important. Because you're, as again, I'm beating this uh, to the dead horse right now. You have to look professional. And the packaging also matters. That is not just thrown out. It's uh, professional packaging. One of the things I started doing, a lot of our food comes in trays. But I remember before we would have to carry these trays. Or sometimes when the customer would pick up, they would... Come pick, uh, come pick up, and then we'll have to uh, pick up the trays, and they would be hot, and we would be looking for like boxes or, or something, so they wouldn't burn themselves, or we wouldn't burn ourselves. So what I did was, well, for our deliveries, I bought a thermal. I bought a thermal that holds five trays, and we put it in there, and it keeps the food warm for for a very long time. So we do our deliveries there, and it looks professional and keeps the food warm, and also. I bought some boxes, just uh, flat boxes that you could make, fix yourself. You could fold yourself right there at work, and they're boxes that hold the traditional catering trays, and it looks so much better. It looks so much professional. It's easy for the customers to come pick up their food now. They will not get burned. It's easy to put it in their cars, and that's what you have to do. Make it easy, make it professional, make it nice, and that's what those boxes do for us, and it's been great. Now we, all the time we put it, everything, it's in their trays, then in their boxes, and it looks so much better. It's easier for them to pick up, as I said, and it's also, it also shows. It shows that you know what you're doing, that you're looking out for them, that you're making sure the food's going to be good, that's going to be delivered good. Another tip I have for you is to have the food ready 10 or 15 minutes before, whether they're picking up or they're doing a delivery. So, for example, if I'm picking up my food at 3 p.m., make sure it's ready at 2.45. If I'm picking my food at 5, make sure it's ready at 4.45, 4.50. Have the food earlier. Because how many times do people get there earlier? There's lots of times. But see, they don't see us being there earlier. They, they're just, I'm here. I'm ready to pick up my food. Is my food ready? They don't, they don't remember they told you five. So if you could have it ready, it's going to be so much better. And even if they get there right on time, they see it ready, boom, pick up, and go. Again, make it easier for them. Make it easier. You just come. It's 5 o'clock. Food's ready. Let's go. Because I remember before, we kind of would wait and would take longer and then we wouldn't have the food ready. People would kind of start looking at their clock and start, you know, on their phone and and they're having an event, right? They're they're in a, they're in a time crunch. So you do your part. Make sure your food is there 10, 15 minutes before. And this also goes for the deliveries. Make sure you're there 10, 15 minutes before, and it's gonna be your make your life so much easier if you're setting up 
sometimes you get there and there's people there's uh there's no people there yet or a couple people it's easy for you to move around bringing your stuff set everything up versus when you get there and i and we've done parties in the past before i tried to imp- incorporate this rule that we would get there and there was already people there and people were hungry and you were just kind of <laughs> scrambling along so time is your ally here and you need to really have the food before their uh, their uh, pickup or delivery time another thing is once you decide to do this advertisement program this uh, grow your your revenues through catering catering program i said advertising program what i'm to say is that you're gonna need to advertise you need to put it up in your website you're gonna need to put it up in your social media put uh some, put up some type of sign by the cash register no tell people that you offer catering services or that you're starting to offer catering services you could put it on your regular menu as well we we do catering just try to get it out there so people start know that you have catering and of course the king of advertisement is going to be word of mouth referrals do a good job and you will get more business. Sometimes it's as simple as that. But make sure when you get the ball rolling to advertise it. So people know you you offer catering. You do this type of things. And lastly. I think a very important one. Is to. Give something extra. Your customers were not expecting. Give something extra your customers were not expecting. Maybe it's a salad. Maybe some appetizers. Maybe it's a dessert. Give something extra. They're going to love that. And talk about good word of mouth. Talk about coming back. Talk about referrals. That is key. If they're having a little... You could give them a salad. Something that's not too expensive, but it's extra. Maybe give them, I think, order a certain number of tacos and they were in the fence whether they should get more or not. Give them a couple extra tacos and say, look, here's, I know you were in the fence. You didn't know. Here's a couple extra just in case. Give them free dessert. Give out free churros. They love that. And this is a surprise to them. And who doesn't love being surprised? Who doesn't love getting something extra? And this is something key. This will grow your your catering by giving that. So make sure, as I said, know your menu. Know the type of food you are. Know the type of restaurant you are. And after creating that catering menu, think of what could complement their order. Maybe they could get a salad. Maybe they could get, as I said, a dessert, a little extra of the entrees. But always give them a little extra. Give them a little extra. That's that's always going to be a good thing. In the long run, it's going to be a good thing, guaranteed. This is the end of our podcast. I will just go through them real quick, all the ideas. I know it was a lot of ideas, so if you need to re-listen to this podcast, then I would advise you to. And also, if as I always say, if you enjoyed it, share it with others. Share with your team. Listening with if you're if you're a two if uh, you're a husband and wife team, listening with your spouse and uh, and discuss the ideas. 
And these are just ideas. They're tips that have worked for me. Maybe they might not affect your your establishment, but you can use them as a thinking tank to for your establishment. And just very quickly before I go off, I will go back in what I said today. Special catering menu. Make sure you do your food cost so you can make some money. Have a person or another person in charge, especially for catering. Ask for a card on file. Schedule not during rush hours. Avoid peak periods. Prep, 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 prep the most you can. Package professionally and deliver professionally. Have food ready 10 or 15 minutes before. Get ideas from the internet. Advertise. Let people know that you're catering. And lastly, give something extra they were not expecting. Thank you. This has been episode 31. 31. So it's actually 31st podcast. So it's a good milestone. We hit a good milestone here in April. And uh, I'm excited to bring more your way. And I hope you like this podcast. Please subscribe. Share it with others. And thanks for listening. Have a great day.